you're listening to the C to Z of Movies. My name's Colin. I'm the C. With me is Zijan the Z. Good morning, Zijan. Good morning, Colin. I think we need a tagline. Okay. Have you got one? Yes. How about every little film counts? Okay. How about let's do it films? Let's do it films. Just do it films. Just do it um, films. How about great films? Do you think... We- do you think we might get sued for any of those? Why Why would we get sued? We added films to every of them. Uh, that's all right then. Okay. Um, Isn't that how copyright works? If it isn't Kellogg's on the box, it's not Kellogg's in the box films. <laughs> 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 it might confuse people, but I like it. Um, we, we don't usually record in the mornings, Ethan. This is this is bright and early, by which I mean 10, 10 o'clock. o'clock. <laughs> And you've been out running the streets of London, have you? Yeah, I did my 5K this morning, my usual 5K. By usual, I mean I've only done it twice. Right. Year. So yes, my usual 5K. I've done it more than that this year. Have you? Yeah, I, I, I run, tend to run uh, three times a week before work. What? What's going on, Colin? Why are you doing this? Same reason you are, I guess. You know? uh-huh. General fitness. We should start a running podcast. As a, what are we going to talk about? As a spin-off from this one. We should talk while we run. Is that how it works? I think our, so, yeah, yeah. Our thoughts while running. Well, my thoughts while running are generally, I want to stop running. I want to stop running. <laughs> Same. Oh, it hurts now. So much pain. Why are they running faster than me? It's so annoying. Yeah. Yes. Why is that old lady with that trolley overtaking me? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, on today's movie podcast, uh, which is not about running, um, we are talking about the year 1997, uh, more specifically the films that are in it. Uh, we've got an Indiana Jones quiz. Uh, we're talking about, about recasting of Back to the Future. Um, we're talking about the films of Hugh Grant and much, much more. And I've got so much news this week. Zee. Yeah, especially today. It's uh, going to be a much, much more podcast. Now your much, much more is actually justified compared to the previous ones. I do like to say there's much, much more, but this time you're right. <laughs> there is much, much more. Do you want to kick us off on the news? Yes. Um, yeah, it's a bit late to the party, but I just realised that the... Golden Raspberry nominees have been announced. Yes, some some weeks ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realise that. But now, given that we haven't mentioned it in our podcast, I thought, why not mention it right now anyway? It's just the day before the Oscars as well. So, uh, Batman vs. Superman and Zoolander 2 lead the nominations with eight nominations. Yeah. Some of them feel a bit harsh, because isn't Ben Affleck up for worst actor? Yeah, he, poor Ben Affleck. I felt sorry for him. He was fine. He was but by the time that you know, this goes live, the, the Razzies will have happened, won't they? So yeah, uh, they would have been. So we won't know whether Ben Affleck would have won a Razzie or not. Yeah, they're not, they're not going to do that to him, surely. I hope not. The thing about the Razzies as well, it's not that they are the worst films of the year, because I'm pretty sure there are a lot of low-budget bad films out there which are not mentioned. But I think most of the films that are mentioned in the Razzie Awards are usually high-budget, you know, overhyped over-marketed yeah, films. I, I've, read the, I've read them saying that they're, they're not trying to like, kick the little guys. They're trying to, uh, yeah, only attacking the ones who are big enough to take it, I guess. Yeah. It was a few years ago when, um, I think it was Sandra Bullock, maybe even Halle Berry as well, when they won, um, they actually turned up and collected their Razzie. Yes. And I think, was it Sandra Bullock who, was, who won an Oscar and a Razzie in the same year as well? Yeah. Um, it might have been the same year because she, she won one for The Blind Side. And I think she won the Razzie for... All about Steve, but I think I think Halle Berry brought her Oscar to it. I could be wrong, <laughs> uh, which I thought was pretty good. Um, but look at the company Ben Affleck is keeping anyway. He is nominated alongside Gerard Butler. 
Excellent. Yeah, yes. Ben Stiller. And you have Henry Cavill and Robert De Niro. Robert De, De Niro. Robert De Niro, yeah, he, I think he pops up quite a lot these days. But he, yeah, because he, he was a dirty grandpa, wasn't it? He was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Robert, what are you doing? <laughs> what do you have on first, Colin? Well, speaking, speaking of Robert De Niro, yeah. um, again, this I, I got a feeling this is news that's been out for a long time, um, or at least part of it has. But um, you know, he's done a lot of films with Martin Scorsese over the years. Yep. Um, Apparently they are working on a new one called The Irishman, uh, and the news this this week is that it might be going straight to Netflix. Apparently they've been shopping it around for a while. Well, okay. Um, apparently Al Pacino and Joe Pesci are in talks to be in it as well, so this could be a, a phenomenal cast. Everyone's going on Netflix now. Netflix has a very good selection of films and TV shows now. Yeah, I guess all the money they're getting for all the many thousands of subscriptions or millions of subscriptions around the world. Um, yeah, they. they and they seem to give more autonomy, so that from what you can hear, the, the people who are making the show is just get told, "Yeah, make what make what you want to make, and we'll mm. put it out." As opposed to the big budget um, studios, which are saying, "Yeah, you need to do this, you need to do that." Well, I for one am looking forward to the first Oscar-nominated Netflix film. Oh yeah, that, that will be um, interesting because um, I think like a couple of years ago, Netflix has already been featured prominently in the Golden Globes and Emmys for TV series. Yeah. So I think it's about it'll be it'll, soon enough. I th- I think there was actually in, in the Oscar nomination um, in the best documentary category. Oh, okay. Um, I can't remember what it's called. It's got thirteen in the title somewhere. Um, I, I think that's a Netflix exclusive that got nominated. Yeah. Well, I don't Netflix. I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a while before that's common. I think they still look down a little bit. But uh, hmm. the, the Academy aren't always the most progressive. No, no, they aren't. But well, who knows? Hopefully, they will move on with times. Yeah. I, but yeah, I think Robin Neary is still a. Still a good actor when he can be bothered to be, as long as he's not making terrible comedies. Uh, so we could see him back with Scorsese for the first time since Casino, maybe. maybe? It's been a while. Well, that might not be true, but uh, let's say it is. What was the last uh, Scorsese film? It was The Silence, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it came out around Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen that yet? No, I haven't actually. No, I've heard. So, it's weird. A couple of people told me it's absolutely brilliant. I should watch it, and I know someone else who has hated it so much. I think they left the cinema. So uh, it's getting mixed reviews. It's polarizing. Yeah. What's next on the news list, Susan? Uh, I have... Okay, Warner Brothers are eyeing Mel Gibson to direct Suicide Squad 2. Yeah. That would be... um, Yeah, interesting. (laughs) I think... I mean, Suicide Squad wasn't the best... It wasn't good. Uh, (laughs) It wasn't great at all. And I think um, the... Original director David Ayers um, is focusing on um, the Gotham City Sirens, I think, which yeah. uh, stars yeah. Harley Quinn. So there's a vacancy now for Suicide Squad 2. And so Warner Brothers are now eyeing Mel Gibson. Now he's, you know, not causing any resentment again in Hollywood. Well, I think he's still fairly resented in, in sections of Hollywood. Um, I, I'm all for uh, forgiveness and giving people another chance. So, uh, and Hacksaw Ridge, I think it was a great film. It's a great film. I love that. So uh, yeah, I, I'm part of me surprised they're making Suicide Squad too. Part of me thinks it was d- deadly inevitable. So uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what he can do with whether they'd let him put his mark on it. Because I say it might just be he gets told you need to this, 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 and if you don't do that, we're going to tear it apart in post anyway. Uh, <sighs> I mean, hopefully they'll let him do his own thing. It's not like they can any they can get any worse, right? Oh, I'll remind, <laughs> I'll, I'll remind you of that. 
Uh, speaking of uh, of the DC EU, the DC Extended Universe, um, the news I had written down is that Matt Reeves is not going to be directing the Batman, which quickly became Matt Reeves is going to be directing the Batman because he <laughs> dropped out and then came back in again. Um, okay. Fairly close to So he, as we said last time, Ben Affleck dropped out. Matt Reeves was the favourite. He dropped out of talks, and then like a week later, is now confirmed as a director. Um, so it looks like everything is smooth sailing in the DC universe. It, it's going very well. Yeah. Um, so he he made a better statement saying, "Yeah, I love Batman. Love this. Really excited." And some people saying, "Oh, he didn't mention Ben Affleck in the statement because there's rumours that Ben Affleck wants to get out of the whole Batman yeah. thing." But then, uh, fortunately, Zijan, fortunately, I'm on the Instagram, so I was uh, doing some instagram research by which i mean i was flicking through instagram uh-huh. and and ben affleck put a picture of himself in the bat cave saying welcome to the bat cave matt reeves which sounds like he's on board hmm? so yeah what did what it, has matt reeves done before um he did one of the planet of the ape films okay which the the one of the later ones i thought tim burton think, did them oh not that one <laughs> i think the most recent one um okay. i can't remember what we, we talked about it last time so uh, go back and listen to that again okay sure I, I, I enjoyed I'm, the planet of the apes film anyway so I didn't really. I thought it was okay. I, I didn't see the most recent one. I saw the the one before that, and I thought it was fine, but didn't bother watching the last one. Hmm. Hey, as long as they have a director, that's a good. <laughs> that's a start, right? <laughs> yeah, most most good films have directors. <laughs> good rule to have. Yeah. Speaking of directors, well, most of the <laughs> most of the film news would have a director in it, but um, yeah. the Mission Impossible Six director, Christopher oh, yeah. McQuarrie. Um, teases that there's going to be a break from formula in the um, next Mission Impossible film. Okay. And uh, he says, first of all, you do not, you should not expect a major action sequence at the beginning of Mission Impossible. Six. Yeah. That is a change. <laughs> After yeah. five films, that would be a change. Yeah. So because the fifth one started with him climbing on the side of a plane, didn't it? That's a great um, sequence, though. I thought it was a great sequence if you knew it was real because it, <laughs> it was real and and all the publicity was around yes he's actually he's actually holding onto the side of a plane but I, I, I saw it as someone who who hadn't seen that publicity and just thought it was done in CGI or whatever and it kind of loses a lot of his impact because you've, you've seen people on the side of planes loads of times before mm. it's not that exciting if so uh, I, I could live without that he, he, he talked about it being more of a emotional journey yeah and I think he even said there might be some characters coming back who you wouldn't expect to come back. I know Rebecca Ferguson's uh, returning. She's definitely coming back. I wonder if he means Michelle Monaghan, um, who played his wife in the fourth one and appeared briefly in the fifth one. No, played his wife in the third one and appeared briefly in the fourth one. Because um, if you're talking about his family life and his emotional journey, surely his wife has got to be in there somewhere. Mm. I hope I'm so. I'm all for it. Uh, would it- would he exchange he and his wife? Well, so the third one's pretty much all about her and him, and she he, she gets kidnapped. In the fourth one, spoilers for Mister Puzzle Ghost Protocol, um, she turns up right at like the last scene, and with another guy, right? So, no, we're, we're sort of. We're, we're supposed to think that they've broken up, but it turns out they separated only because he wanted to keep her safe, and they're still ah. in kind of occasional contact. So she's he kind of waves to her what. Dots or something across the river, so you see her at the end, and he's saying, "Oh yeah, um, I think because uh, well, Jeremy Renner feels bad about letting her be killed or something." It's like, oh, she wasn't really killed; it was all a plot. Ah, yes, that's it. Yes, yes, we're supposed to think she's dead, aren't we? Um, 
So, uh, yeah, I'd like to see her come back again. I think she's a good actress. Mm. Um, I have some more DC Universe news. Oh, okay. Um, well, it's a very early stage, I think, but Night- a Nightwing movie might be in the works, apparently. <sighs> now, you don't seem happy. No, I mean, like, they need to get at least one film right first before yeah. they keep announcing so many films. I mean, The Flash still does not have a director. They're announcing a Shazam spin-off without having yeah. Shazam yet. <laughs> <It's>, <sighs> well, uh, I'm sure many of our listeners won't know who Nightwing is, Zijan, so can you enlighten them? Uh, Nightwing um, used to be Robin, uh, okay. who used to be Dick Grayson, the original Robin, um, who grew right. up and became Nightwing. So um, if you know Batman history, he has like five Robins in total. And Dick Grayson was his first one. He was the one that Chris O'Donnell played in Batman and Robin as well. Oh, and yeah. Um, yeah, when he's all grown up, he is now Nightwing, which is very similar to Batman in terms of he doesn't have any superpowers, but just lots of gadgets. He's, okay. Um, so in, in Batman v Superman, we saw a Robin costume, didn't we? That the, Well, potentially the, the Joker had sprayed some stuff on. Yes. But that's, is that, Jason is Todd. That Jason? Jason Todd. Right. That's the second Robin, I think. Okay. Yeah. I think most people don't even know there's more than one Robin. No, uh, the, the so. latest Robin is Batman's son. Boom, boom, boom. He has a son. Whoa. Uh, Damien Wayne. But I think Damien, that's going to be a tough one for for DC to pull off, isn't it, in, in cinematically? Because it's like, hey, remember that Robin that you kind of hinted before? Well, there's a different Robin, and he's grown up to become this other guy called Nightwing you've never heard of, and now he's a movie based yep. on him. I don't, people aren't going to watch that. I mean, people, I'll watch it. I'll keep, keep coming back. <laughs> You you keep feeding them. That's why they keep coming back, Colin. Do you think we should try and organize some sort of boycott? Uh, outside uh, um, a DC screening. Yeah, we should do that. Stop watching excellent. DC. You and I, between us, can stop them many, many hundreds of millions of dollars. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's part of our lineup for our podcast reviews anyway, so we have to watch it. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah, good yeah. point. Um, I don't have any more comic books. Uh uh, news I have Disney news oh, yeah. um, but so you know the Disney film Mulan I and do well I I say I know it have you seen it I know of it I have not seen it yeah as like all other Disney films uh, they're making a live action film of it oh yeah and they actually initially offered the director uh, role to Ang Lee did they that would have been good yeah that would be good but he turned it down uh. due to scheduling so now they've offered it to Nikki Carroll, who I have no idea who she is. I think it's a she. It, uh, it she is. directed Whale Rider. Okay, yes. No, I saw this because it, it is a she. Because the, there's a story on the BBC. They're very excited that she's going to become the first woman to direct a film of this budget or something. Um, well, good for her. Mm. But I would, like, she... I would like to see Ang Lee direct a Mulan film. Though. I love Mulan. I think... Um, it's one of those rare films that, you know, the princess isn't is quite badass as well. Is that and she rare? saves China? Is that rare? That happens a lot. Uh, that's brave. That happened, didn't it? I'm yeah, sure, I think the newer I'm princesses sure tend tangled. Uh, <laughs> okay, I think the newer princesses tend to be more badass. But I think Mulan was one of the first few. Okay, who started the trend? Fair play so, to her. Yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of none of that, um, were you looking forward to Hellboy three? I've seen the first Hellboy. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed the first Hellboy quite a lot, actually. Um, I thought it was really well done. I've not seen the second one, but I heard it wasn't great. So. Yeah, I didn't really like either. But uh, Hellboy 3, not happening. Guillermo del Toro has said they're not going to make it. 
Okay, good news. Fr- yeah. cross, it off, cross it off your calendar. Uh, okay, I was, it is even my calendar <laughs> calling the crush out. Well, okay, we'll write it in and then cross it out again. Okay, I'll do um, that. <laughs> the, speaking of, of sequels, uh, uh, Deadpool 2, apparently Drew Goddard has joined as a screenwriter. Um, you'll know him from his work on Daredevil, but he's also been the screenwriter on The Martian, World War Z, Cloverfield, Captain in the Woods, uh, and various episodes from Alias, Angel, and Buffy. Yeah, good resume, yeah? Yeah, no, he's a... He's a uh, great, uh, great shout! So, uh, he's yeah. I, I write, didn't. I'm sure he's done some stuff that I didn't write down, but that, all that stuff. You've not seen hot, the first so. Deadpool, right? Have you? No, I haven't. No, one of these days. Yeah, um, I don't know whether it's your cup of tea, though. That's the thing. I, I really don't think it's for me. I, I like the idea of a kind of postmodern, um, ironic superhero who have interacts with the audience and stuff, but I don't like the style of jokes and humor that he mm. uses. I think so. Uh, I enjoyed it, but I thought it was overrated. Right. Well, Drew Goddard's coming back. Not coming back. He's he's joining. So uh, maybe that'll make it better. You got any more? Uh, yeah. I think I should let you go. <laughs> go. On, given that you have more news than me, anyway. Okay. So keep going. Um, uh, the Han Solo spin-off movie has started shooting. So there was a a cast photo, um, that went round, which I, I'm I'm getting a little bit excited. I mean, it's still two years away or something, but uh, mm. um, with our friend. Alden Aaron Reich, I think. I wonder if they'll pull like a Star Trek thing and they'll put Hans Solo, um, Harrison Ford in it as well. Uh, I doubt it. I think just because Harrison Ford doesn't really like Star Wars. Um, <laughs> so he's he's not coming back. No. They, they might try, I'm sure they'll try and get some... Oh, they're probably going to have like C-3PO wandering in the background somewhere, aren't they? Yeah, they have to. They always wander in the background. They wander they, in every background of every that, film. That is true. So that's, that's inevitable. But uh, other than that... Maybe Billy D. Williams, maybe he'll turn up. Um, but yeah, no, uh, looks they still haven't revealed a lot. So they've got Amelia Clark in there and Woody Harrelson, and they still haven't revealed who either of them are playing. Um, and they had, I can't remember her name now, some of the girl in the background who probably might be a CGI character, which they've not revealed either. So there's still lots to, to find out, but it's... Uh, mm. There you go. Looking forward to that. That will be part of your Star Wars podcast with uh, James. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, yeah, yeah. Um, I have four more pieces of news <laughs> and we have 40 more minutes which I want I'm going to it's, it's going to be very brief but I'm going to offer it to you as a mix and match game okay okay so I've got four actors yes although one, one of them's a pairing actually and four films yes and uh, I'm going to put just say them off the order and you can guess um, which actor's joining which film okay so the actors are Angela Lansbury mm-hmm. uh, Donald Clover and James L. Jones yeah I know that Tim- one Tim Minchin. Yes, I think I know that one as well. And Yvonne Strahovski. Okay, I'll, I'll let me... So I think uh, Donna Glover and James Earl Jones is The Lion King. Correct. Okay. Uh, Tim Minchin, I will know once I hear the films, I think. So what okay. are the three remaining films? So the other three films are Mary Poppins Returns, Predator, and Robin Hood Origins. Okay, Tim Minchin is in Robin Hood Origins. He is playing Friar Tuck, apparently. Yeah. Yep. So the... Other ones are uh, Angela Lansbury and Yvonne Strahovski for Mary Poppins Returns and Predator, or possibly the other way around. I'm hoping Angela Lansbury is in Mary Poppins Returns. Correct. Full marks. Good work. Um, I thought she was dead. I'll be honest. What? So, <laughs> Mary Poppins Returns seems to be mostly casting people I thought were dead. So uh, uh, Emily Blunt so, isn't dead. No, Dick Van Dyke apparently also not dead. It's <laughs> it's incredible. She must be um, Angela Lansbury must be, like, must be t- close to a hundred. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but she she she's an 
an oldie and a goldie, and everyone loves her. And she sings, so it's Mary Poppins is a good fit. There you go. Um, and Yvonne Strahovski, you might not have come across. She, she, I played... she was in, uh, what's that, from Chuck, uh, TV series Chuck. Correct, yes, that's uh, by far, I think, her biggest thing. I think she might be in Dexter, I could be wrong. But yeah, she, she played um, Sarah in Chuck. I just, I think it's one of my favourite actress names, Yvonne Strahovski. I think it's a great name. She hasn't been doing much since Chuck, though, has she? Uh, not a lot. And I, I imagine she's not going to be a lead in Predator either because they've, they've already got a fairly decent cast. So, uh, oh, well. Go. I follow her on Twitter so, and it came up. Maybe so. this will open her up to more film roles. Maybe. She's Australian, you know. You wouldn't have thought that with a name like Yvonne Strahovski. Mm. <sighs> That's all my news. Oh, we're okay, we're done. Oh, <laughs> almost halfway next, through our podcast and we're done. Next time on Super 7. <laughs> Um, let's go to uh, our famous recasting segment. Yeah, it's been a while. It has been a while. Um, and to be honest, every time we do it, people seem less willing to uh, to think hard. Uh, <laughs> maybe they've run out of actors. Um, so last time we said, let's recast Back to the Future with yep. um, Martin McFly and Doc Brown. Um, let me run through the, the various submissions we've had. So uh, my brother, Simon, says uh, Judy Walters for Doc Brown and Ben Hardy for uh, Martin McFly. He's gone British. Who is Ben Hardy? I had to look him up. Um, you and I know him best as Angel in X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, okay. Uh, Simon will know him best as someone in EastEnders. Um, uh, okay. I imagine. Not Well, Simon doesn't watch EastEnders, but he definitely doesn't watch X-Men films. So I'm guessing that's where he's come across them. Mm. Um, yeah. Judy Walters. Yeah, why not? I think Judy Walters can play eccentric quite well. Yeah, and why, why not have the Brits take over? Um, Mark Saunders, your friend, my friend, um, has gone for an American combo of John Malkovich and that guy from Whiplash. <laughs> I or, assume it's Miles Teller, not J.K. Simmons. I assume it is. <laughs> I assume it is. Um, yeah, again, John Malkovich can definitely play weird. I think maybe too weird. Um, Miles Teller, I it's a bit a old. Actor, and I consider it, but I think he is... Having, having watched Fantastic Four again yesterday... Um, <laughs> He's definitely too old to play a guy in school. Oh. Yeah, a, a bit too old. I think I had that trouble as well. I was trying to think of a teenager to play um, Marty McFly. I, I struggled a bit. Yeah, yeah. That was a difficult one. Um, friend Pete has gone for Justin Roiland and Justin Roiland. Um, a hilarious joke that I had to look up. Um, are you familiar with Rick and Morty? Yes, I love Rick and Morty. Okay, I don't really like it, but... Um, <laughs> Rick and Morty, for those who don't know, is a, is a cartoon that is basically based on Back to the Future, but twisted and perverted. Is that fair? Yes, pretty fair. Yeah. But it's hilarious. Uh, just, there you go. Check it out if you want to. Um, Justin Royden voices both the characters. Uh, so that's that's where that came from. Uh, John Kingsley suggested Donald Trump for Biff. He, I, I guess he would like, you know, the the attention. And I'm pretty the the, the the kind of Biff in the alternate 1985 that we see in Back to the Future 2 pretty much could be based on Donald Trump. Mm, so yeah, yeah, very similar. Well, anyway, anyway, so I went. Actually, I went for my first choice on both these. I, I, I the first name that came to mind, I thought, yeah, that, that sounds good. I'll go for that. Um, so I had Stanley Tucci for Doc Brown and uh, Tom Holland for Martin McFly. Yep. Largely on the basis that I couldn't think of any <laughs> teenage <know>, actors, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's, I had an issue. And and Tom Holland's like, what, 20, 21 now? Yeah, so even he's pushing. Although Martin McFly, uh, Michael J. Fox was older than that. 
but he's he's always looked very young for his age. Yeah, I so yeah. I had Owen Wilson, okay, as Doc Brown, because hmm. I thought why not? Um, I think he he does eccentric anyway, so that's okay. And uh, so I again struggled with Marty McFly, so I, I randomly chose a teenage actor now, and it's, um, so I got Asa Butterfield. Okay. Yeah. See. Yeah, he he strikes me as a bit a bit quiet. He is a bit quiet. Uh, but hey, we can re reimagine it. Why not? I was because I was thinking Ma- Michael J. Fox when he did this, he come out of um, oh, what's it called, Family Ties. So it was a TV show. He never made. Well, I think he's making the film Teen Wolf, but he'd not really made films before. So I was trying to think: are there any teenage guys on TV shows that I can think of? But there weren't. So so Tom Holland, well done. Right, on to today's main segment. Um, so previously, last year, we looked at 2006 in film, like 10, year, 10 years ago. Yep. Uh, this year, well, we're going to do 2007 later in the year, but uh, now we're going 20 years back to 1997. Zijan, what were you doing in 1997? We were 12, Colin. To, and just so everyone knows, you were 12 for slightly more of 1997 than I was. Uh, Everybody knows this, Colin. You've made a, made a point ever since we started this podcast. It has to be said every time. Um, what were you doing when you were 12? Uh, what was I doing when I was 12? I was. We had a major exam in Malaysia when we were 12. Oh, yeah. So we're probably studying for that. That's Yeah, that's the main thing I can remember for it. And then okay. it was moving to secondary school. So the jump between primary school and secondary school happens in when you're 12. So you move to secondary school when you're 13. So 12 was the last year when you're considered young, I guess. Okay. Mm. I would have been in uh, middle school, um, which is quite rare in this country to have middle schools. But bang in the middle there. And um, not going to the cinema very often, to be honest. Yeah, me neither. But uh, but I've pulled off the uh, the top 10 grossing films of 1997. Yes. And uh, I saw both the top two in the cinema. Uh, the number one, well, I think you can guess the, the top grossing film of 1997. Yeah, it's uh, the one that sank. Uh, that's right. Um, Titanic to its friends. What a film. Titanic gets a bad rap sometimes. It does. I think it was because most of the time people treat it as like a romantic film. And people yeah. tend to treat romantic films as being too sappy. And yeah, they just don't look upon it well. Yeah. But I mean, you got 11 Oscars. Fair play. That's very impressive. And that, that, was, that, was a, that was an absolute phenomenal. In fact, I'm not sure we've had a film that big since then I mean in terms of just how much it takes over cinema well it helped that Celine Dion's song was wobbling in all the radios I think it, I, I'm never sure whether whether it was that one or it was a perfect day but I think it might have been the first single I ever bought really on hmm on, on cassette back in the day it, it, it was know. a good film though I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I've seen the um, the making of Titanic as well and the way they they created the, the ship's hull when the mm. ship was sinking I thought that was very impressive for that time yeah I mean in t- I guess it's James Cameron likes to push at the boundaries obviously he did Terminator and then uh, Avatar uh, more recently he likes to push at the boundaries of what is possible and yeah I mean I, I as you know I, I don't mind a uh, romantic storyline but even if you don't like that the, yeah, the, the the effects, the, the kind of the epic nature of the the story is is hard to beat. And question though, Colin, and, was there yeah. space beside Rose? <laughs> Easily. <laughs> Easily. Yeah, that was that was a bit odd. Um, 
but uh, the, the cast, I mean, Kate Winslet and Leo DiCaprio, who hadn't really done anything by that point, I don't know whether they just got lucky to pick two such great actors. Yeah, good chemistry. They're really good chemistry yeah. in the film. And Have you ever seen uh, Reservation oh, Road? Revolution Road. Oh yeah, Reservation Road is a Mark Ruffalo mm. film. Revolution Road. <laughs> um, I've not seen it, but Simon tells me great things. And that's I, I, them, them back I've again. seen the first bit of it, but I didn't finish it though. So, okay. So, yeah, other than the fact that I think in Titanic they they could have cut out I, you, you're familiar to with my no film needs to be longer than two and a half hours yes, rule. yes. Uh, Titanic I think might be one of the very few exceptions but they could still have cut out a lot of the stuff with the old lady at the beginning couldn't they yeah well it set the tone right did it well <laughs> and she died in the end well, so that was sad no she didn't yeah she did she died in her sleep right really yeah, she tossed. She tossed. She tossed the necklace out into the sea. I know she tossed it into the sea. Did she die? I, I've seen that film so many times. Obviously, I don't remember the. Uh... I'm pretty sure that she. Died. Well, we'll we'll find out. We can check. We can double check. Yeah. Didn't she get? She got nominated for best supporting actress. I think. Oh, did she? Oh wow! Well done. Yeah. Um. I don't think she won. So that's top. Uh. The second gross, highest grossing film. Um. The Lost World, Jurassic Park. Which. So this was the second film after um, Jurassic Park, which was a great film. Is. Yeah, I didn't actually see Jurassic Park until years later. I, I saw Lost World in the cinema. Oh. Um, okay. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed it at the time. I don't think it stacks up to the Jurassic Park level. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it at the time as well because they introduced new dinosaurs and they have my favourite dinosaur of all time, what? which was the Stegosaurus. Well, there you go. You can't argue with that. Yeah. <laughs> and Julian Moore is in it as well. Julian Moore, uh, Vince Vaughn, Richard Schiff Vince... turns up uh, yeah. from West Wing. Yeah, it's got a, a good cast. Did uh, did Jeff Goldblum come back for it? I... Yes, yeah. Jeff Goldblum came back for it. Yeah, he's the main 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 star of this. Yes, isn't it? Yes. So, uh, it's also notably the only film I can think of where the strapline comes first. So rather than being called Jurassic Park: The Lost World, it's The Lost World: Colon Jurassic Park. Mm. That seems like an odd choice to me. What... what I think is very funny in all these Jurassic Park films is that all the children seem seems to have um, a very handy skill. Okay. That they'll need in the film. Like in the first Jurassic Park film, the girl knows how to hack computer dolls. Computers. So... And in this film, uh, the daughter of Jeff Goldblum knows gymnastics, which she uses to kick a Velociraptor off a, <laughs> off a ledge. Which I don't think you should try at home when you encounter a Velociraptor. Do you think your uh, <laughs> Do you think your five K running skills will help you against a Velociraptor? Uh, no. <laughs> Not at the speed I'm running at. <laughs> oh well. Um Number three on the list, Men in Black. Mm. We didn't really talk about this in our Aliens uh, podcast. No, but, because uh, they weren't really antagonists, were they, in Men in Black? Well, some of them were. Yes, but not all of them, though. They were not overtly antagonistic. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Will Smith at his, at his best. Yes, and I, Will Smith at his most tolerable. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah, no, I, I again, I didn't see it until a bit later. But, um, it's... It, Kind of great film to kind of turn things on its head a little bit. So having this kind of Will Smith, who even at that point because of oozing confidence and, and cool and stuff, and he's kind of taken under the wing of this gruff old bloke, Tommy Lee Jones, and he always plays gruff old blokes in fairness. But yeah, the <laughs> idea that aliens are here before, um, kind of been here for for decades, and they're kind of among us. It's quite a nice twist on the usual alien invasion story. Mm, also, yeah. um, I want about ten years ago, I, I made a well, a bit less. I, I made a video of my favourite movie endings. And this came in at number three. 
I don't know if you remember the ending, but they pan out from the Earth and they keep panning out through the galaxy, the solar system, all this. And um, and when they finally pan out, it turns out the entire universe is inside a marble that an alien is playing with. That's pretty. Oh, cool. yeah, that's really cool. That's a good idea. Yeah, I liked it. I I can't remember much of it though. This thing. So, um, well, I I did enjoy it at the time. Most of the films that came out in nineteen ninety seven, I'm pretty sure that I've seen them after. Yeah. They came yeah, out. yeah. 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 Yeah, and no, I think possibly Titanic and Lost World are the only ones I saw in year. Um, Tomorrow Never Dies. One of these days we'll do a Bond episode, so maybe we shouldn't <laughs> I'm talking about Bond. Uh, but Tomorrow Never Dies stars a Malaysian actress. Ah, uh, yes. Michelle Yeoh. I was going to say Michelle Yeoh. Um, yeah, I, I, I actually quite like Tomorrow Never Dies. It's got a... Uh, they, they say it's not based on Rupert Murdoch, but it clearly is. A uh, kind of uh, media mogul. It makes a nice change to the baddies they usually have. And I think she's the only Bond girl who has never slept with James Bond. Is that right? I think so. There you go. Well done, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Well, good, re- good restraint. And Pierce, <laughs> yeah. Pierce Brosnan was uh, was looking pretty good back then. So, uh, yeah. Mm. Um, let's rattle through some of these. As good as it gets, won a bunch of Oscars. Yeah, I know, but I've not seen that though. Have you seen it? I have. I did not like it at all. What's um, it about? Uh, Jack Nicholson, um, Helen Hunt, Greg Kinnear. He's trying to make make himself a better man. He's a writer. I, I say make himself a better man because the, the best line, the best known line from the film, um, she, Helen Hunt asks him to pay her a compliment. And he says, um, I've been taking my medication again. Or something like this. And she says, how's that a compliment to me? And he says, oh, you make me want to be a better man. Um, so that was the, the famous ah. line. Um there's a dog involved. Greg Kinnear gets beaten up at one stage. It's a weird film. I don't remember it very well. It was well, one it's won of the lots few... of Oscars, hasn't it? It did win a whole bunch of Oscars. It's one of the few DVDs that I've I've had and then got rid of. So, ah, uh... <laughs> oh, that says a lot for it. Yeah. Um, um, I've never seen Air Force One. So uh... I've seen Air Force One. Now, oh, that's yeah. Harrison Ford. Yeah. As the Portis, and I, I uh, he well. They were on the plane, and I think there's a terrorist attack on the plane, if not, or a hijacking situation on the plane, or something like that. That's all I can remember from it. And he says, "Get off my plane." That's the that's the line from that. Um, <laughs> where do you come? Up? Where do you get all these lines from? That's that's a famous line. Um, Is it? Well, yeah. Uh, my best friend's wedding. What a film! Ah, uh, um, um, it stars Julia Roberts and uh, a young Cameron Diaz. A very young Cameron Diaz. And I remember them singing the song quite uh, wherever, wherever. Um, don't they sing I Say a Little Prayer? Oh, yeah, Say a Little Prayer. That's the one, yeah. Yeah, I remember them singing that song um, quite well, actually. I think that's the most memorable bit of the film to me. Yeah, so it's um, Judy Roberts and a guy whose name... I want to say Dylan something, but I'm not sure about that. Um, I've agreed that they'll get married if they're still single. At someone ridiculously young, like 30 or something. Um, yeah. Which, uh, oh well. Um, uh, he phones her up and she's like, oh great, it's going to be, but it turns out he's about to marry Cameron Diaz. He wants her to be made of honour, or he wants her to come and she wants him to be made of honour and she tries to sabotage the wedding. This was when uh, Julia Roberts was the Hollywood it girl, wasn't it? She was huge. She could do anything she liked. Yeah. And get paid many tens of millions for it. Yeah, I mean, rom-coms just don't seem to be that big these days. You, you don't get a rom-com that big, I don't think. No, but it didn't end it really well for her anyway, did it? So, did, so you probably didn't like the film then, Colin? I I liked it fine. 
Um, oh really? Even though the main protagonists didn't get together, they didn't. But uh, but they shouldn't, should they? Because he was he was uh, engaged to a different woman. Mm. Cameron Diaz ended up very happy. Um, yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, yeah, Julie Roberts got she got like she got to pick her co-stars, but she she hand selected Cameron Diaz to be in it. Imagine the yeah, her career's really gone downhill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she has an Oscar. I I think she's doing well for herself. Yeah, no, fair enough. Mm. Uh, although that was... Was that 90s? I don't know. Erin um, Brockovich, wasn't it? Uh, how about Good Will Hunting? Uh, uh, so Good Will Hunting is one of those films which i seen... I think I saw it when I was 20 years old or 21 years old. So much, much later than when it was aired. Yeah. I, I don't think I would have appreciated it when... Uh, no. At the age no. when I've seen it, so... Um, yeah, I enjoyed the film. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, Robin Williams has never been better, has yeah. he? Um, and yeah, written by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Although, depending on who you believe, they had quite a lot of help with it. They um, got their Oscar for it. It's yeah, it's a great. I mean, what can I say? It's a phenomenal film. Matt Damon. Um, it's very good. The lead the script is is great. Yeah. Did um, Did you know that the studios actually wanted Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio as the lead roles? For Goodwill okay. Hunting, yeah. So what happened was that Castle Rock, uh, bought who was a film studio, bought the script, but didn't want them to star. Okay. In the film, um, so he put them in turnaround, gave them twenty days to find another buyer, who right. reimbursed Castle Rock. If not, the script will go back to the studio, and Matt Damon and Ben Affleck will be out. Oh, so that's very wow. harsh on them. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. So they managed to get it to um, Miramax to Harvey Weinstein. Um, ah, the, the man himself. Yeah, yeah, so he managed to get buy the film over from um, Castle Rock. So look who's laughing now, Castle Rock. Cause, yeah, well, because Leo wasn't, I say, wasn't very well known at that point, obviously, because they hadn't done Titanic yet. No. Brad Pitt, I'd done a few things, hadn't he, by that stage. But uh, but still, even that that kind of casting was quite um, forward-looking from Castle Rock, if they, they picked those two. But yeah, apparently um, they, it was originally written by, by Damon Affleck as... Um, much more of a thriller type thing so kind of the authorities trying to track him trying to track down this genius um, oh wow and okay. so I, I think well, I mean all scripts go through a lot of changes don't they but I think yeah, it got changed quite a lot to be this more uh, dramatic and yeah. yeah I quite like this version more I don't think I, I would have enjoyed as much if it was a thriller my only problem with this film yep is the math the maths um, so I guess occupational hazard but the the, the maths that uh, Matt Damon does which is supposed to show that he's some kind of crazy genius yes I, I, I kind of, I've paused it on the blackboard that he was writing on it's kind of fairly easy year one stuff that he's doing <laughs> there. I, mean, I mean it's real math so fair play to them for that but that's what's he like, doing what's he does matrices right yeah oh, he did the matrices and then uh, he did some combinatorics I think a bit later but yeah, he, he this kind of crazy proof. I mean, you, you can't fit an incredibly crazy proof onto a blackboard, and it certainly isn't just writing out a four by four matrix saying, "Yeah, there's the answer." So, um, I had issues with that. Yeah, but yeah, only a Under certain few people have issues with that, Colin. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. Um, face off. Ah, that's just fun. I I really like face off. Actually, <laughs> I don't I don't like action films in general. Um, maybe, maybe because it's impossible to take the film seriously, I quite like it because it is. I mean, it's obviously Nicholas Cage and John Travolta swap faces, and, and it's very <laughs> fun, isn't it? It's and like, no one realized that at all. No yeah. one, no one. 
And I really do, I do enjoy Nicholas. Sorry, John Travolta basically acting like Nicholas Cage. That's, that's great. I'm, I yeah, I, I do question whether or not his wife would fall for it just because the face is different. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And it's like your entire body's changed yeah, as well. Yeah, I know. Right? Your heads look larger than they were before. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, you're three inches taller, but still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we spoke about this, uh, you know, Nicholas Cage um, hmm. uh, uh, film. So yeah, I, I enjoyed Face Off as well. Cool. Uh, let's keep rattling through these. Um, let's go for let's go for Fools Russian. Have you seen Fools Russian? Fools Russian? No, I haven't seen it. No, um, Matthew Perry's greatest film, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> uh, for there. those who do not know, uh, Colin has a love affair with Matthew Perry. Uh, this is this is undeniable. Um, <laughs> I, I was possibly not quite so much known, but I was a massive fan of Matthew Perry, and I watched basically all his films. And uh, I say all his films; I think three of them are watchable. Really, um, this is one of them. He and the, the lovely Salma Hayek uh, get married in in Vegas. And I don't want to spoil the story for you, but it's a it's a lovely tale. It's got uh, it's got some great Vegas based tunes, uh-huh. some Wayne Newton. Um, it's it's a lovely romantic story. Matthew Perry is 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 on form. It features as a supporting character one of the uh, the aunts from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. So who could ask for more than that? <laughs> yeah, who could ask for more than that? <laughs> um, I'm getting towards the towards the the less exciting of my f- list. Uh, Fever Pitch, though, actually, I think it's a great film. Um, have you seen Fever Pitch? Um, no, I assume from the title it's a baseball film. Uh, how dare you! It's a uh, it's a football film. <laughs> football is <laughs> in American Fine. football or soccer. <laughs> as in as in real football, um, <laughs> none of this American nonsense. So uh, Colin Firth plays uh, an Arsenal fan uh, alongside Mark Strong. Uh, it's based on a book by Nick Hornby. In fact, Nick Hornby kind of uh, based on his life. Uh, and it's around Arsenal trying to win the title, but it, uh, it's it didn't do brilliantly, I don't think. And partly because Colin Firth had only just come off Pride and Prejudice, really. So he'd done Pride and Prejudice the year before, and people saw him as Mr. Darcy. And apparently, a lot of the views said this wasn't realistic for him. <laughs> really, and I saw a quote for him once saying, "It's like, well, I'm from North London. I turn up to set wearing my own clothes in in the place that I live, and people saying that I wasn't realistic as it is." <laughs> So um, I did feel sorry for him on that, but yeah, look, I think it's um, probably my favorite Colin Firth film. Not sure uh, if that means anything, but uh, yeah, really good adaptation of that. I've not read the book, but a really good adaptation of the book, and, and really it tells you what it's like to be a hardcore football fan, but also mixes it in with um, yeah, his romantic relationships and uh, and his his job at a school. And yeah, I recommend that mm. one. It's a British film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I imagine it didn't do very well elsewhere because Americans wouldn't understand. Football, Real football. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Good. Um. Sorry to our American audiences out there. Colin didn't mean to put you down. Uh, I did. Mean to put you, down. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't know what you're doing when it comes to sport. Play a game that someone else plays. Anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. You got any any more on your on your list of 1997? Yeah, films, I have uh, Disney films. Uh, obviously, because oh, I yes. only see them anyway. Um, so in nineteen ninety seven, uh, Hercules came out, okay. uh, and so did Anastasia. Who was Hercules? Who who voiced oh, him? I don't know that. <laughs> I was twelve then, Colin. Oh. I don't care who voiced oh. Hercules. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I'm it. It took some liberties uh, when it came to the story of Hercules, but Disney do do take some liberties when it comes to um 
telling I'm not entirely sure the original the, I'm not sure the original story of Hercules was true anyways uh, mm. yeah well they took some they adapted the the story of Hercules okay yeah. cool yeah um, the, it was a standard Disney film um, I think most people considered the Hercules and Anastasia was when the renaissance of um, Disney ended pretty okay. much and then after that they didn't do many good films uh, even Anastasia wasn't a big film because uh, it was what, what uh, Prince of Egypt after that was yeah. it and Treasure Planet yeah Treasure Planet came around after that as well yeah. and Empress New Groove came after that oh, as well yeah. Uh, I've seen no, I've seen none of these films, but I, I have very good understanding of how good. Yeah, they films. they just and I mean after like Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, Aladdin, Little Mermaid, they say a hit after hit after hit, and then yeah. Hercules and Anastasia came out. Anastasia just you you've not heard of Anastasia before, have you, Colin? Have you? I've I've heard of it. Uh, um, yeah, I I, I think because in nineteen ninety seven we had a box of cereal that advertised it on the back. Yeah, um, it's it's a very and I'm. I'm familiar with the well, not familiar at all. Actually, I'm, I have a vague, vague understanding of the the real, real, real Anastasia. But... Yeah. So, um, the the songs were good. Um, they were memorable songs. They um, they're actually making a musical of Anastasia right now on Broadway as well. So I didn't. Did I? Was, was Anastasia in nineteen ninety seven or have we just moved on to a completely different topic? It was in nineteen ninety seven as well. So both Excellent. Hercules Great. and good Anastasia stuff. came out in nineteen ninety seven. Wow, they were they were they were really uh, chuckling. Yeah, out. they did. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know what changed in Anastasia. I think Anastasia was when it started, but even the song, even though the songs were good, and I I still enjoy listening to them right now, it just never clicked with all the fans, and you don't you see when you go to Disneyland, you will never see an Anastasia wandering around. No, that's true. Yeah. yeah, well, I say that's true. I've never been, but I can imagine that's true. When in fairness, there could be hundreds of them wandering around. No one recognizes them. Um, <laughs> uh, we haven't yet talked about Batman and Robin. Do you want to talk about it? Um, it's the worst Batman film. <laughs> I say that even after Batman v Superman. <laughs> um, but I think it's interesting what the... So I, I assume you agree that it's not good. No, but I love those ice puns though. <laughs> I love Arnold Schwarzenegger's ice puns. Do you know? <laughs> I'm, I can't remember any precise ones, but it basically, yes. Batman would go over there and do nothing much and Arnold Schwarzenegger would be like, it was cool to see you. <laughs> And, uh, exactly, Colin. <laughs> what would you say was the worst part of that film? <laughs> uh, the part where Batgirl discovered who Batman was by typing a password in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> by by typing three passwords in and got through, and ta da! He found she found out that right. Bruce Wayne was Batman. <laughs> I I mean, Uma Thurman, I think, is terrible. Really, really terrible in that film as Poison Ivy. I'd say she's the worst character in it. But I think possibly the worst part might be when he tries to pay for something on his bat credit card. Because, <laughs> of course, he has a bat credit card. I mean, he likes to make things bat. We know that. But surely that's quite traceable. He <laughs> <laughs> must have gotten into like American Express. He's like, can I have a... Can I have a bat on this phone, <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, just put your name as Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do, you have, do you have three forms of identification? What's no? your mom's maiden name? Mrs. Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Martha. Martha. <laughs> um, oh, that's a bad film. Um, did you ever see Bean? Uh, as in Mr. Bean? As Ronald in Mr. Atkinson. Bean. 
Yeah, I have seen it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, mostly because uh, back in Malaysia, I've told you this before, our only exposure to British television was Mr. Bean. Yeah. And we love Mr. Bean back in Malaysia. So when Bean, um, the film came out, we, we went out to watch it and I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I've not seen it for t- oh, 10 or 15 years probably. But um, yeah, so Mr. Mr. Bean is much loved around the world. I think more so than he is over here. Why don't? Uh, Why don't? He goes to America. I, I think... Possibly the popularity around the world is partly due to the fact that he doesn't speak much, so you don't need to have a... It's understandable in any language, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, we like him here, but I went to Montenegro a lot, uh, 10, 11 years ago, and um, I'm at the, just meeting those people, and as soon as the, this guy knew I was English, he's like, ah, Mr. Bean. He's like, is that really, is that really what uh, we're known yes, for? Yes, Colin, I mean, that's all you know. Imagine, imagine my surprise when I came to the UK ten years ago and thought, "Why isn't why is everyone speaking here?" Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's a nation of nation of speakers. Um, it's the the first um, the first time I ever heard the song "Yesterday" by the Beatles was in uh, hmm. Bean because he he sings it. I may have said that on the podcast before, but there you go. We should probably uh, wrap up unless you've got any other 1997 films you want to. Uh, no, yeah, I think we pretty much covered everything about. really, and most of the other films on it uh, I've we've spoken about it before, so. We can move on. Cool. Yeah. Um, right. In which case, let's move on to Actor Factor. Factor. Okay. Um, yeah. You have to do most of the talking here, Colin. Okay. So we uh, went for Hugh Grant. Um, how many Hugh Grant films have you seen, Zijan? I know for a fact that I've seen one film. Uh, right. <laughs> and I may have seen three other films. Well, do you want to kick off so that um, I don't take your films? <laughs> So the only film which I know for a fact that I've seen Hugh Grant in was Cloud Atlas. Okay. So the reason why I've seen it is because I love the book a lot. Um, yeah. David Mitchell wrote Cloud Atlas and it's by far one of my favorite books out there. It talks. It's about six different stories which are somehow interconnected and it, and those six stories have different themes. Uh, one was one is a thriller. Uh, one is a sci-fi futuristic. Uh, film one is a post-apocalyptic uh, story, mm. and they're all very different. One was a comedy caper as well, and um, they're all very different, but somehow interconnected with each other. And I love the book a lot, and I, that was one of the reasons why I decided to watch uh, Cloud Atlas. So this was directed by the Wachowski siblings. I think they were the siblings uh, back then, as we call them now. Yeah, um, yeah, and <clears throat> it start there, start uh, an ensemble of. Um, Yes. Uh, actors who um, played many different roles as well. So there was Tom Hanks, there was Halle Berry, there was uh, Ben Whishaw, oh, yes. there was Hugh Grant as well. Um, I can't remember yeah. who else was in it. Um, was Hugo Weaving in it? Yeah, I think Hugo Weaving was in it. And because these films are all interconnected, they, um, they got the actors to play different roles in different stories. Yeah. So you may see Tom Hanks playing the main actor in one of the roles and then he plays something else in a different one. I think Hugo Wing played an old, a nurse, a female mm. nurse in one. Right. And he played, I think, an antagonist in the other one as well. So they're all, um, all these actors play different parts all together. And the thing about Cloud Atlas though, I love the film. Uh, oh, yeah. I watched it with my brother and um, his girlfriend and we all loved the film because we loved the book to begin with but okay. Cloud Atlas wasn't well reviewed at all most people disliked it Yeah, the critics disliked it uh, quite substantially um, 
but for me personally, I, I enjoyed it because I loved the book to begin with and I know how the story was going to be and it managed to capture the essence of the book and that's why I liked it. I've not read the book, but I have seen the film. Um, and yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it while I was watching it, but I can remember very little of it. So it's, I think possibly it would help a lot to have seen the to have read the book because it it just jumps around a lot and it doesn't give you much time to to process to figure out who all the characters are in this different yeah. setting. Um, it's it's caught a bit of stick, particularly recently, for for kind of um, whitewashing or or even or the kind of the opposite to have kind of white people playing Asian characters or, or whatever. Else. Yeah, I think it's because one of the in the in the sci-fi story it was supposed to be set in Japan. Yeah. But because they had to use the same actors, I think it was Jim Sturgess who had to oh yeah be who had to play an Asian guy. But I think if taken out of context, that is offensive. But the fact that, that is offensive. But then they had Asian people playing Caucasians as well because it was moving on. So I think it kind of misses the point. It's they're all playing lots of different characters. So if if you just said yeah, Jim Sturgess plays an Asian guy the entire time, fair enough. I can see why that's offensive. No. But hey, you're you're the Asian. If you want to be offended, you, you, you go ahead. <laughs> I should be offended by it. Nah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Cool. Um, okay, so that's the one you've definitely seen. And Hugh Grant in Venice in that, I thought was, it was decent. I, I read a quote from him saying that he's always said throughout his career that playing kind of the rom-com lead is quite a lot harder than playing really dramatic roles. Uh, and like I saw his quote saying, I, I kind of called my own bluff because they offered me this series of dramatic roles. I was like, okay, I'll do it then. Um, so what, what what have you maybe seen? What other movies I may have seen? Yeah. So I may have seen Notting Hill. Okay. I I may have seen uh, Bridget Jones' Diary. Right. And I may have seen Love Actually. Okay. So yeah. um, I have definitely seen all of those. So uh, I, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I know yeah. If, if you look at Hugh Grant's career, he'd done like, kind of a bit of character actor stuff, which I haven't seen before. Four Weddings. And then Four Weddings was his massive. Big hit, right? Huge deep, yeah. Catapulted him onto onto the stage, and then he kind of just played that role mostly for for quite a while. So, and in fact, it did it very well. So, so Notting Hill, I think, is a great film. Richard Curtis um, behind it, and yeah, one of the one of the great rom coms of the of the period. Um, him and Julie Roberts again. Yeah, uh, and it's yeah, it's very wittily written. Great British cast, um, obviously with Julie Roberts as, as well. Uh, and yeah, things like um, even Nine Months, which didn't do very well actually. Uh, critically or, or otherwise I quite enjoyed it I used uh, to think that Notting Hill was a follow up for Four Weddings and a Funeral for I mean, some reason yeah I, I can see why you thought that there's a lot of similarities yeah. um, Sense and Sensibility he's he's good and that's a great adaptation Ang Lee in fact again which Ang Lee does a a huge range of films he does and, and most of them are good yeah I, it's amazing kind of, because what, did he do um, Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon Yes, he did. Yeah, and to go from that to Sense and Sensibility, like Jane Austen adaptation, and then that's to Life of Pi's stuff. It's just such a, and well, the less said about the Hulk, the better, I guess. But, um, but it's a fantastic adaptation. Great cast again: uh, Emma Thompson, Kate Winslet, uh, Hugh Grant. Um, yeah, probably my favourite Jane Austen film actually. Um, yeah, Bridget Jones enjoyed that one. I've not seen all three of them. I, I've seen the second. It's not very good. I've not seen the third, uh, which he's not in actually. Um, oh, okay. Oh, yes, Patrick Dempsey, right? Yeah, but then he, he kind of he'd done these rom coms, and then there was a kind of a period when he just made bad rom coms. So, so I, I actually like Love. Actually, I think it's a, it's a very well observed film. But things like Two Weeks Notice, he did music and lyrics. Um, 
I just I didn't haven't seen American Dreams, but from all accounts, it's not great. And they're just really kind of lazily written, lazily directed. He does he uh, clearly doesn't care much about them. I think. Ah, um, Hugh, why Hugh? But then uh, recently, I I've already talked a lot about Florence Foster Jenkins. He's absolutely fantastic in that film. Um, I enjoyed him, The Man from Uncle. I actually really enjoyed the rewrite, which is again I don't think he put too much effort into it, but him and Marissa Tomei. Um, it's around How the many films have you seen of him? Uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Um, nice. I'm, sli- I'm slightly surprised you haven't seen The Pirates in an Adventure with Scientists. That's a, the what? The Pirates in an Adventure with Scientists. It's kind of a um, stop-motion animation where he no. plays the Pirate King. No, The Pirates is a very British animation, isn't it? It is, but um, you, were, you were here. <laughs> you, were yeah, probably, yeah. you were probably even British by that stage. Um, uh-huh. Um, there you go, that'll do. Uh, oh no, we're supposed, to, we're supposed to pick our, our favorite, aren't we? Um, I've only seen one, so that will be my favorite. So, your favorite is Cloud Atlas. Um, I'm gonna say from that list, my favorite is I'm gonna go with Notting Hill for old time's sake, okay, or, or maybe Sense of Sensibility, one of those. Um, my least favorite is probably music and lyrics. <laughs> Drew Barrymore, Drew Barrymore. Um, as uh, the, the idea behind that one is that she is a uh, she she goes she's just walking, he, he's a, a former boy band member and he's trying to write a hit song. She's just there watering his plants, but it turns out to be a brilliant brilliant lyricist. <laughs> the problem being she's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Um, anyway, what are we? What, what, who, who's the actor in the actor factor for next time, Zijan? From one Hugh to another Hugh, oh, yes. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman just uh, as Logan's coming out next. Uh, in two weeks' time as well. We're doing our review on Logan next. We August. are. That's Spoiler right. Alert. Yeah. yeah. And in fact, you might remember the Wolverine quiz from last time, so it's a very huge Jackman-y uh, yeah. period. Cool. Um, right. Let's move on to our famous quiz. Famous quiz. Just, What's the score now? Uh, I believe it's 2-1 for the year to me. Okay. Because um, we drew the last time, didn't we? And I have done minimal research, so you're, you're looking good. You're looking good for this one. Yeah, the thing is, Colin, I've not seen any of the Indiana Jones films before. Really? I don't think I have. Ah, okay. Yeah, I may have seen the third one. I'm okay. I'm I'm pretty sure I've seen the third one before, The Last Crusade. Well, at least the end bit, because I remember the Holy Grail and all the quizzes to reach hey, the Holy Grail. Hey, don't don't give away too much. Um, right. Okay, well, okay. No, I think you're okay, but i just I'll stop you before you say too much more. Um, Indiana Jones is the theme. I have seen all of them, although not for quite a while. Uh, I'll kick off. Um, in which film, Zijan, does Indiana Jones say the immortal line, Nazis, I hate these guys? Oh, I'm hoping it's the fourth one, the Crystal Skull. No, the Crystal Skull was set quite a bit later. Um, it was the, the third one, in fact, the one that you might have seen. Oh, okay. Yeah, James and the Last Crusade. Yeah, I'm not good with my lines. <laughs> you probably realise that. <laughs> okay. Uh, but question one, who or what was Indiana Jones named after? Uh, you're going to love my question three. Um, he was named after the dog. Okay. Um in fact, originally he was named after his father and then he renamed himself after the dog. Question two. In which continent is the opening scene of Raiders of the Lost Ark? Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's the first film, right? That's right. Yeah, that's how much I know about my <laughs> dad. I'm going to guess Africa. Uh, so South America. Uh, uh, so you know the, the famous scene with the boulder rolling after him? 
Um, yes. I read one thing saying it was in Peru, and another thing saying that it, it wasn't specified. It just said South America. So, Somewhere uh, in South America. Yeah. Question two. In Raiders of the Lost Ark, how did Indian Marion survive being killed by the Ark's wrath when it was open? Oh, so I remember it being open. I remember all the faces melting. Um, I remember them being tied to a stick at one point. Possibly. Um, was it by closing their eyes? Yeah, that's correct. Or was it? That's rubbish. Um, <laughs> this is Nana Jones, Colin. <laughs> um, question three. According to the third film, where did Indiana Jones get his name from? The dog. The dog, correct. Good work. <laughs> uh, number three. What is the MacGuffin of Indiana Jones at the Temple of Doom? Um, ooh. So uh, the third one is the Holy Grail. The fourth one is the Crystal Skull. Yeah. The first one is the Ark of the Covenant. Is it the Temple of Doom? No, it's oh, not. Oh. Of course it's not, Colin. Because all, all, the... all the other ones, it's in the title. Um, <laughs> no, it's not um, no, uh, not I, the third I, one. Uh, no. Um, I have seen it. I'm going to say it's a blowpipe. I don't know. It's a Sankara Stones. Fine. Um, <laughs> okay, it remains 2-1 to me. Here's your question four. Um, other than Harrison Ford, who appeared in both the first and fourth Indiana Jones films? First and fourth Indiana Jones. Uh, is it Karen Allen? It is. Fine, good. Well, question. Pause it level. Question four. This, uh, you know this anyway. Uh, which actor played 13 year old Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade? Um, that was River Phoenix. That's correct. Um, Right, question five for you. You need this one to stay in it. Um, which is the only Academy Award that Indiana Jones franchise has won twice? What? Visual effects? Correct. Very yes. Good. Yeah, the first one, I think, won five or so, including a, a special one. Um, but yeah, the second one won that one as well. third one won something else, and the fourth one won nothing. And my last question for you to... That makes it three all, does it? Yep. For you to win a quiz. Uh, In Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, what is the name of Indiana Jones' son, played by Shia LaBeouf? Oh, boy. I think this might be a draw because I have no idea. Um, No, it's not coming to me. Um, Junior. (laughs) Nah, it's Henry Jones III. Ah, oh, that yeah, Junior was a stupid because um, Indiana Jones is named after his father. He's called Henry Jones. So yes. I, I, that's kind of what I was going for, but I, I forgot about the. Uh, okay. Oh, it's a tie! Thank God. <laughs> I should have got that one. Should have got that one. Oh well. Um, what are we quizzing on next time? So I thought, given that the Oscars are tomorrow, yes, I'm not going to talk. I'm going to quiz about Oscars, but I thought we should quiz about the best picture nominees. All of, oh, this this year's Best Picture nominees. This year's Best Picture nominees. Okay. I, I don't think we will have... Yeah, I don't think there will be a theme to connect all of them. <laughs> we can do our future best. quizzes. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Awesome. Okay, uh, as as you, you hinted before, we're also uh, doing... We're back to film reviews for the first time in a while. Um, we're reviewing Logan next time. Yeah! I'm looking forward to it. It's coming out this Thursday or next Thursday? Um, on the 1st, whatever that is. Um, yeah, this Thursday then. 
yeah and uh, early signs apparently it's good so there you go sneak preview we will see you then bye